So I thank you so much for the confidence you've placed in me. I invite you this morning to turn your Bibles to uh, the book of Acts. We're going to look at some things this morning in Acts chapter 17 that I hope will allow you and cause you to look at your life just a little bit differently. And we're especially going to consider this topic, God puts his strongest soldiers in the toughest battles. I believe that to be true. I believe that the battle that you're facing right now, some of those, some of us in the room are facing tremendous battles. But I also believe this. I believe that the battle that you're facing right now is the battle that needs to be fought by you, not me. And God has placed you where you are right now because he needs you to be right where you're at right now. And there's a reason you're there. Now, I don't necessarily know all the reasons. You know, they say the old adage, hindsight's better than foresight and hindsight's 20-20 and all that stuff, and I believe that. Because I know I can look back at things that have happened in my life over the last 25, 30, 35, 40 years. Yes, I'm that old. And I remember things that happened. And now I know a little bit more clearly as to why some of those things occurred. But some of the stuff that's going on right now, I'm like, oh, really? You put me here for this? Now? And so this passage of Scripture, I hope, will give us some insight as to why God does what he does and why he takes the strongest of soldiers and puts them in the most fierce battles at the time that he places you is because he needs you there right now. So let's listen to the word from Acts chapter 17, verse 1 to 15. When they had passed through Philopolis and Apollonia, and I had mispronounced those, but it doesn't matter. They're somewhere over there. They came to this little town called Thessalonica, where there was a Jewish synagogue, and as was his custom... Paul went into the synagogue and he reasoned with them from Scripture and explaining and proving that the Christ had to suffer and rise from the dead. And this Jesus I'm proclaiming to you is the Christ, he said. And some of the Jews were persuaded and they joined Paul and Silas as did a large number of God-fearing Greeks and not a few prominent women. But the Jews were jealous. And so they rounded up some bad characters from the marketplace and they formed a mob and they started a riot in the city. And they rushed to Jason's house in search of Paul and Silas in order to bring them out to the crowd. But when they didn't find them, they dragged Jason and some other brothers from the city before the city official, shouting, These men have caused trouble all over the world. And now they've come here. And Jason has welcomed them into his house. And they're all defying Caesar's decree, saying that there is another king, this one called Jesus. And when they heard this, the crowd and the city officials were thrown into turmoil. And then they made Jason and the others post bond and they let them go. And as soon as it was night, the brothers sent Paul and Silas away to Berea. And on arriving there, they went to the Jewish synagogue. Again, they go to the synagogue. Now the Bereans were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see what Paul was saying was true. And many of the Jews believed as did also a number of prominent Greek women and many Greek men. But when the Jews, who were back in Thessalonica, learned that Paul was preaching the word of God in Berea, they went there too, agitating the crowds and stirring them up. And the brothers immediately sent Paul to the coast. Silas and Timothy stayed in Berea. And the men who escorted Paul brought him to Athens, and they left him. We are not always placed where we want to be. And we don't always go where we thought we wanted to go. And we don't always get to enjoy the time and season and a place that we thought we were going to get to stay. 
because things don't always work out. I don't think Paul had it on his agenda, hey, I'm going to go to Athens next week. As a matter of fact, if the, if the guys who were up in Thessalonica hadn't heard that they were preaching in Berea, if they hadn't come down to Berea and stirred up a mess, I'm not sure Paul would have gone to Athens anytime soon at all. But all of a sudden, here he is. And he finds himself in Athens in the midst of tumultuous, horrific, difficult times. He finds his way to this city. So, I wanted to make a video for all of the people close to me, friends and family, and I was trying to figure out a way to incorporate you guys into it. But I know it would be kind of hard to try to get everyone together, so I just went ahead and did it like this. And, um, you know, lately I've realized that everybody in my life has been placed in my life for a reason. And I've also noticed that, you know, we all, like everyone around me, we all are similar in one way. And that one similarity is we have strength, we're strong. But it's not just physical strength, it's that mental strength. Because see, I know for a fact that we've all gone through some very hard times in our life. And they put us in a slump or a very dark place. Some of us might still be battling our problems. That was the reason for me wanting to make this video was so I could let you know, like, you have a reason to not be depressed or not to be sad and I want to make sure you know to never quit and to never give up. But see, just like y'all, I've gone through something myself. And I had to deal with a lot of my struggles on my own. A lot of times I felt alone. A lot of times I felt empty. A lot of times I felt like nobody was there to help me. I felt like I've given out more than anyone has given to me. And a lot of times I felt like I had to wear this fake smile and laugh so nobody could see the hurt. And I'm going to be real. There were times where I would wish that I was dead. But recently I asked myself a question. And I was wondering, like, why haven't I given up yet? Why haven't I stopped? If I wished I was dead, why am I not dead yet? And I wanted to know the answer to that because... It really made me wonder, like, if I've gone through so much, why haven't I stopped yet? And I came to the conclusion, and all of the people around me really were the reason why. You guys have showed me something that I don't know if y'all have seen, but just looking at everybody around me that I know has gone through something, it's taught me that God puts his strongest soldiers in the toughest battles. God puts his strongest soldiers in the toughest battles. And when you're in the midst of that battle, however hard you may think it is or someone else looking out from the outside in may see it, and they may wonder what's really going on, I want you to understand that while you're there, you have to be aware of your surroundings. When the Apostle Paul went into Athens, he didn't just bury himself in a hole and say, oh, woe is me, look where God has placed me. He has put me here in the city that I never really wanted to come to, and now I have nothing to do. He didn't do that. He was aware of where he was. He was aware of what was going on around him. And he saw all of those things in Athens. He saw the statues to all of the gods. And he saw the statue to the unknown God. And he began to speak with people about this statue to the unknown God and tell them about this one that they didn't know what it was, but they knew that there was something out there. And he came to tell them, that one is the Messiah. That one 
is Jesus the Christ. And in verse 16, he says, While Paul was waiting for them in Athens, he was greatly distressed to see that the city was full of idols. And so he reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews and the God-fearing Greeks, as well as in the marketplace day and day by day with those who happened to be there. You see, it's not always that we're put in a place and we know exactly why we're there. Sometimes we're put in a position, we're put in a place, and all of a sudden, they're just there. Someone just shows up. You never really intended to ever talk with them. You never really intended to get acquainted with them. You're just sitting in the Starbucks or you're sitting in the restaurant or you're sitting wherever it is that you're at and someone just shows up. And you wonder, what in the world does God have me doing here? The fact of the matter is, all of those people, all of those people are being pursued by God. You know, one of the most amazing things about the story and the history of Christianity is that God really only has one plan. And here's the plan. He picked 12 men. One of them didn't work out so great. So they picked another one. And those 12 men, after the resurrection, they dispersed themselves from the city of Jerusalem and they started talking to other people. And then those people started talking to someone else. And it worked kind of like this. And I want to demonstrate this for you in a very real way this morning. So I need some volunteers from the church, okay? So I want to ask three people, the closest who were to Jesus, Peter, James, and John, right? They were the closest? That was the three men in the rowboat, Peter, James, and John in a rowboat. I want to demonstrate this for you. So I want you three on the first row to stand up. I want you to stand up, and I want you to watch how church grows. I want you to watch this very carefully. I want you, each of you, to pick only two. I want you to look in the audience, and I want you to point to them, and I want you to pick two people. Just turn around and pick two people. They're not right behind you. Some of you got to move. Pick two people. When they point to you, when you're pointed to, stand up, please. When you're pointed to, stand up. Okay, all of you who are now standing, one, two, three, four, five, we need one more, six. Mark, stand up, he's pointed at you. Okay, I want those of you who are now standing, I want you to turn around to someone, and I want you to pick two, and I want your original three to pick two more. Quickly, because the sermon is going to be over in ten minutes. Now I want, I want those of you who just stood up, I want you to turn around and I want you to find two more people. Two more people. Now those of you who just stood up, would you please turn around and find two more people very quickly. Now I want you in just the last 45 seconds, I want you to look at how quickly this church has multiplied. And if you think I'm being crazy and facetious, I don't care what you think. <laughs> the reality is, this is how the church grew. Because there were two or three people who heard the message, and they went and they shared this with two or three more people, and they weren't necessarily even people that they ever thought they would talk to. They just showed up! But they shared Jesus. And then they shared it again. And then they shared it again. And it happened again. You can be seated. I want you to understand that the gospel of Jesus Christ started with 12 men in a little city. And it has grown all over the world. 
and it continues to grow all over the world. Do you realize that today, 2016, the 15th of May, do you realize that there are more Christian brothers and sisters who are in the continent of Africa than there are in North America? Amen? Do you realize that today, 2016, the 15th of May, there are more people in the country of China that speak English than there are in all of North America? Do you know that? The opportunities are amazing. So I want you to see wherever we are, wherever we go, wherever it is that God sends us, we have to be aware of those who are around us. We have to be aware of our surroundings and understand that sometimes people just show up because God is pursuing them. And somewhere, somehow in the past, someone has planted a little seed with them and they've heard something about this message of this person called Jesus and they want to know just a little bit more and now you're the next person that gets to give them just that little bit more. Maybe not the whole, the whole meal, but just the little bit more that takes them to the next day, to the next person, to the next opportunity. And someday, somewhere, somehow, God will have all of their heart and they will accept Jesus as Lord. We have to be consistent with the message and we have to be prepared to always share the message. Paul, in verses 18 to 31, and I'm not going to take time to read it all, but Paul began to continue to preach wherever he went. He shared with people the message of the Messiah. And he preached and he taught and he shared and he loved and he was persecuted and he had some hard times and there were serious battles and there were some hard times and he continued to live through all of those. So down into the end of that chapter, verse 31, he was, for he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to all men by raising Jesus from the dead. Sooner or later, some people will believe. Believe it or not, some people will believe. In the very last verse, verse 34, it says, a few men became followers. These were after, this was after Paul has preached to the, to the most intelligent men in Athens there on Mars Hill who sat around and just debated things all day long. Sounds like Congress. They debate all day long and they get nothing done. But they debated all day, amen. They debated all the time there on that little city, that little hill in Athens. And he went to them and he spoke to them and a few of them believed. A few men became followers of Paul and believed. Among them was Dionysius, a member of the Areopagus, also a woman named Demarius and a number of others. How many have believed in your world? Can you tell me their names? Do you know their names? You see, as you and I go out into the world and we meet all kinds of people, sometimes we remember their names and honestly, sometimes we won't because all we had was just that little bitty short amount of time that we had with them when we could share something, something, something about Jesus. John, I hope the volume's playing. Demons by yourself. You have to do things on your own. You got to fight even when you're weak. And all those times it feels like you ain't got no juice left in the tank. You got to remind yourself, bro. God puts only the strongest soldiers in the toughest battles. And when I answer my question of why I haven't given up and why I'm still going forward, I thought about people like David and Moses in the Bible. I thought about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I thought about Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, Harriet Tubman, Frederick Douglass. I thought about my pops, Brennan Francois. I thought about Tamika Owens. I thought about Sylvester Hagen, Lamar and Larry Fuller. 
Demetrius Freeman. I thought about Clayton, Yashin, Coach Ant. I thought about Lonzo, Moot, Chris, Dale, Quit. I thought about all my people. I thought about all my friends, all my family, all my loved ones that I know have been going through the struggles for so long. I thought about all of y'all, man. I have to think about all the leaders God has placed around me, all of the warriors and all the savages. And I just wanted to take the time out to let y'all know that y'all been fighting through these battles by yourself. And I know sometimes it seems like you're always on an uphill climb. And I know it seems like it's never going to be easy. It seems like it's never been easy. But remember this, God puts only the strongest of his soldiers in the toughest battles. God puts his strongest soldiers in the toughest battles and then he leaves them there. Now he doesn't leave you alone, but he leaves you there because he needs you there. He leaves you there with himself. He leaves you there with Jesus who is with you. He leaves you there with this Holy Spirit that's guiding your conversation so that you know what to say to the person that you've never even met before until today. But he leaves you there because there are people all around you who need to hear the message. However great, however small it is, however big or however many, however small the number of seeds are that you're able to plant, he leaves you there because of that. And it's because of people Richard and Janet and Steve and Curtis and John and Marie and Virginia and Jerry and Misty and Tanya and John and Tamika and Red and Michael and Thomas and Gerald and Fermin and Fred and Jessica and Matt and Lynn and Alfonso and Harold and Todd and Captain and Della and Richard and Howard and Mitchell and Joy and May and Seth and Karen and Jason and Jay and Keith and Lee, Fred, Tyler, Janine, Joel, Jim, Jeff, Graham, Jay, Ginger, Brian, Diane, Irene, Kathy, Parker, and on and on and on and on I could go, giving you names of people. And every person's name that's on that board has a story in my life because God put me somewhere at some time to deal with them. And most of those people I didn't know before the first day that God put me there in their midst. And some of them just showed up. And some of them I wish to God had never shown up because it was hard. But praise be to God, I didn't give up because he gave me the strength to be the strong soldier. He gave me the strength to deal with all of the stuff that all of these folks had. And some of them are near and dear to my heart today and some of them aren't even here anymore because guess what? They died. before they heard about Jesus. Because every person on that screen, God bless me, to touch them in some way, however small or significant or however great and magnificent, with the message of Jesus. And all I'm asking you this morning is where is God placing you? Where is he placing you? Where are you right now? Don't tell me that you don't have anything to say. Don't tell me that you don't have a story because I know you have a story. I know there's something in your heart of hearts that causes you to come here on Sunday and that same thing that causes you to come here on Sunday will cause you to take that message with you when you leave here today and when you go to work tomorrow and when you go to the coffee shop on Wednesday and when you go to the park on Thursday and when you go wherever it is that you go Saturday. God puts his strongest soldiers in the toughest battle. And you are the exact person that God needs right now 
in this place, in this time, in your life. So what will you do with the story? What will you do with just that little seed that you get to plant that could, that could turn in to that harvest of a hundred or sixty or thirty-fold? What will you do with that little seed that you plant that might grow up and might get choked out because the sun beats it down or the thorns choke it out? Or what will you do with the seed, the little story that you share that the birds come along and snatch away because someone just wasn't quite ready and it was so easily taken from them? What will you do as a soldier in God's army in the battles that he's put you in because you are the strongest soldier for the toughest battles in your life today. We're going to sing this song, I praise you, Lord. And as we sing this song, I invite you to consider the walk that you have with Christ right now and where he's placed you and what he's called you to do. And I consider, ask you to consider how you can have the power of God with you and the strength to do the things that he wants you to do. I know and believe with all of my heart that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And I believe that He has given me of His Holy Spirit and there is nothing that will stand in the way of our telling the story. Will you respond to that? There will be shepherds here in the front. There will be shepherds and their wives in the back as we stand and sing this song. I praise you, Lord. I ask you to consider your commitment to Jesus. If we can help in any way, come and let us help you as we stand and sing this song. Skeeter, come and lead us. I praise you, Lord, for who you are and all the mind.